0: Hello, and welcome to the Armin show podcast, people, science, creativity, learning more, expanding our framework, and always connecting with the coolest people on this episode here, we have from a fellow in the field of growth, similar to myself, Epic beings, Sukun Chopra, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much, Armin. Great to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you on. It is cool to connect. I had seen your material from your speaking with Srinivas, who I know of from a long time. Srinivas mm-hmm. Rao, wonderful. Sukun, you're in the space. How would you describe yourself? What got you into the space in the first place? Why does it speak to you as an individual?
1: Thanks for asking. Um, so I'm in the conscious living space and my core themes are self-awareness, authentic connection, and conflict resolution. And I also podcast, which obviously you know because you saw me on Shri, with us. So I'm a podcaster and I'm a Conscious Living facilitator. And I got in this space by pure curiosity and you could say randomness cause I didn't really have a life plan to get into this like a few years ago. It just like really happened for me quite spontaneously. Um, and yeah, I just like have been very curious about people. And one of my core passions is understanding why we humans are wired the way we are and one thing led to the other and I just dove into the space and now I'm doing what I'm doing now so yeah
0: that's cool that's a broad question actually to ask but I thought I'd throw it in there because challenge question why are we the way that we are what makes us most the way that we are Sukun
1: oh wow okay so I think at our core, we are extremely complex beings. There is no black or white about us as much as we like to believe that, you know, because there are so many layers to ourselves and it it takes so much of awareness and unpeeling um, that the the more you peel, the more you uncover. And the sad part is very often we go through our lives like, you know, just blindly walking into are versions of reality, which half the time isn't even true because you know what we adopted as messages growing up, our conditioning, our experiences, we all have mental models that some we're aware of, some we're not aware of. And they all play a part in how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for the world. And I mean, yeah, that's a part of my answer, but we can obviously dive deeper into this depending on how you want to navigate this conversation.
0: Makes sense. On that concept of uh, recognizing your qualities, what have been some things that come to mind in your existence that have helped you recognize your qualities? Can you pin those down? Do anything come to mind that, okay, that moment or that place or that location or this activity. And now I figured out more about myself, how I appear from a neutral, like third party perspective.
1: In me as an individual. Yeah, so I actually grew up with a lot of limiting beliefs, to be honest. Um, you know, that was my reality for most of my life, which sucks, but thanks to school, which literally ruined my sense of self, because back in the day, and I think even in most in most ways, even now, like your intelligence is based on what you score and how much you get in, in like on paper and so on. So and the way the system was design and the way education was taught, I just became convinced by my teachers that I'm just not good enough. And so I carried that narrative for like a very long part of my life, which kept me clueless, which kept me stuck. And it's only through, I think, hitting rock bottom in my late 20s. I was like, this is not working for me. I'm not really making an impact in anything in my life right now. I feel like I'm not sure what I'm doing, where I'm heading. And so... It's funny because, you know, your parents say one thing, you're great, you have this potential, like you can do so much. And then your belief is like, your your inner belief is like, no, but that's not true because I've always been told otherwise. Because for whatever reason, I mean, we obviously do end up spending way more time in schools with our teachers and our friends. And it's, it's, it is very competitive and it's not the most friendliest environment to grow up in for 18 years, especially of your life. So, yeah, I think one of my limiting beliefs was that I just am not smart or good enough. And that was something I've uncovered. Um, so, yeah, I wonder what else like has been a big belief that I've now busted. But that was definitely one part of it. Yeah,
0: One concept on that that I've thought of. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed this? That maybe those that cause a limiting effect, they'll say things that seem to be inspirational, but they're not. So they might say like, you could be doing so much. So underneath that is like, they're saying, you're not doing much or you could <laughs> yeah. be this great thing, <laughs> but they wouldn't say that if you were the great thing. <laughs> so true, I, man. I've noticed that things like, do you know what you're saying? Actually, it sounds like you're you know, helping up there, but it's almost like you're saying, you're not there. It's very clear. And we as observers, that's so that's actually you
1: hit the nail on the head there but did you have a similar experience with yourself i've had similar seems like it resonates
0: yeah there are times when has shown up and i thought of that concept like wait a minute so are you saying i am super duper and we need to work on building this super duper nature or you're saying this is no good and i should be more like yourself and usually the yourself from that individual is not that jovial or full of well-being or right. self aware. So that doesn't seem inspiring to reach toward. It True. seems like I go walk into a box. Any, <laughs> any relation to that concept?
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's how actually
0: it works. It's a funny, like, what are you actually saying underneath that? Cause you wouldn't say that. Let's say they were like, so you're amazing. And we are not, we need to figure out how to expand your framework because you're the star here. And there are great qualities that we don't have. We want to see more of that because it lights up our lives. That'd be a different way to say it, but it never yeah. comes across that way. It's like- I mean,
1: like, you know, whatever you may hear from people and no matter how encouraging it may seem, it doesn't feel authentic to you because you have convinced yourself otherwise. And that's the problem. Unless you change your core beliefs, nothing anyone says is going to matter. And that's just how we are wired. You know, we need that evidence for ourselves. And that can only come from within.
0: Right. Would you say that if you went back to that time when uh, limiting beliefs are a strong element versus now that individual would be more likely to take random hits from people and just go with it versus now if it showed up you'd be more like no wait a minute this is me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't have my guard up or defenses up about it. Like, I'll obviously be, be more aware of what's coming right at me and what I want to accept and what I, what I want to reject because that's where your power lies, right? The moment you become aware of actually what stands true for yourself and more than that, what actually serving you and your current reality, that's when you gain back your power over all the noise that's happening around us, which is pretty much all the time in the world that we live in.
0: There's a bunch of noise across all the regions. Did you have any or does any key figure come to mind that you linked with along the way that was on the same page or a close friend or such where that connection helped you get out of the limiting, limiting belief uh, section?
1: You know, it's funny. I've never really had like an outside mentor that's like, you know, helped me through this journey. It's pretty much been like. I mean, sure, I've been influenced by people, whether they're like public figures or, you know, my own reading that I do from authors and so on. But I haven't really had a mentor, which I have four more about, because a lot of people I know have always had a coach or a mentor when growing up who've given them some direction, which for whatever reason, I just did not never have. And yeah, so I don't think I had a friend or a person per se who actually helped me snap out of this reality of mine. But yeah, I think I just became aware from exposing myself to different experiences. And I went for some really inspiring retreats and like, um, immersions and read a bunch of books and I don't know, just like a basic thing of everything that basically helped me be where I am today yeah, in whatever way that I am. Yeah.
0: That's cool. For me, I had an individual that we get along great and to this day, and we were able to mesh ourselves. That's
1: amazing. That's lucky. That's, I love that.
0: You only yeah. need one. Like I said, most people do. Right. Yeah. When you have that then okay, wait a minute, it's not just my thoughts, but if it's just your thoughts and then very many outside, now it's Yeah. one is the world of difference in that case. Which yeah. is a nice feature. How do you get your mental state into a good space? What are some things you might do so that you have well-being you like mm. your day? So today
1: has been one of those days, in fact, so the timing of this question is pretty apt because I've been feeling really out of it today, just like really low energy levels. So I think- Handing energy over. Handing energy to Sukrum. Yeah, thank you, need it, (laughs) need it. Big heart right there. So I think, you know, what happens is we often get in this trap of judging and bashing ourselves that why am I feeling this way? Like what's going on? Like everyone else is acting normal. Like what's wrong with me? So in times like those, I know this sounds really cliche, but self compassion is a is gonna be your best friend and I come to your rescue, like accepting how you're feeling in that moment without any judgment, because people go further down the down further down the spiral when they keep on questioning why it's happening than just accepting that it's happening right now, and I'm not saying that what I what happened today is just like a mental health thing because it's just feeling low energy, which is fine. I have those days. everyone does every now and then, but yeah. So I actually you know. Plugged out for a bit. I think I realized that too much of screen time can be draining. Sitting on your butt all day is, you know, painful as well because you do get weak glutes and there's full science behind that. But yeah, going for a walk, you know, plugging out, listening to music and whatever makes whatever works for you. And I think sometimes we are in our head so much that we just like, forget to actually do the fundamentals, which is move to your body, like resort to your body. We keep thinking like, what do I do now? Like, I should think better. I should do better. But like, if you just trust your body and movement is key. I wrote about this on my Twitter yesterday. Like, you know, you can't think your way out of stress, but you can breathe and move your way out of it. So going for walks, you know, get out there. I love dancing. So the one thing I do actually, literally, um, is every morning I get up get out of my bed and I just put music on my airpods and I just start dancing. And I love that. So it just wakes me up. So you basically have to just use a combination of your body and your mind to help you navigate through difficult states when you're feeling a difficult emotion but acceptance is the first part after awareness obviously actually awareness is the first part and then acceptance probably the second yeah
0: as far as related to dancing and activity how much of it is about being proactive and taking action to cause your mind to go into a good place versus trying to just figure it out in your own head and solve any issues without actually going into the world?
1: That's a great question, and a lot of it is proactive. In fact, this reminds me to share with you that a couple of months ago, I had a guest on my show called Jess Mel, who gained popularity after her story went viral, which is basically she underwent depression during COVID. And this girl took active measures to snap herself out of depression by doing one like unconventional activity for 100 days straight, every single day, something new. So you have to, I know it's really hard because you convince yourself that like, this is, you know, my doomsday. I'm never going to come out of this. But like, you have to make the effort. I mean, and therapy, of course, is one of those efforts as well. It definitely counts, but you have to do something. Otherwise, it gets more difficult for you to deal with that, whatever's happening internally.
0: I like the unconventional idea, one, every 100 days. That was popular back in two thousand. Nine and 10 where it'd be a 100 ways to do this or a 100 something those <laughs> really, articles yeah. were, and so like yeah, that was, so she did it
1: i mean i was so impressed i was like i have to hear more about her story so i called her on and like had a really nice chat with her yeah
0: she did a 100 unconventional things in a 100 days
1: yeah every single day and she was fine i mean i'm sure she still and she did say she still has medication which is also a part of people who um a part of the ritual for people who are depressed but yeah she is in a much better space from where she was that time
0: makes a difference when you alter things from your end first, and then you can figure it out. This actually relates with, um, do we need to be social creatures to process things? Oh, Also processing, I want to add this in. Rumination. I saw this graph that showed that positive rumination and thoughts can be a little bit positive for your day, but negative daydreaming is way down there. It's one of the most negative parts of a person's day and then uh, neutral was close to the middle. Do you think about the effects of just sitting there with your thoughts and how it tends to lean in the messing up the day direction?
1: You're asking me personally what works for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I'll have a bit of both every now and then where I'm ruminating about like, where am I right now? Like what's what's to come next? Like why am, why am I not moving fast enough? And then the positive rumination would include things like you know, being psyched about my future, like what's to come, the journey I'm on, and like, you know, creative visualization. So those things come under the, the latter, positive rumination. And when you're just stuck in a negative thought pattern, then that, that's draining because you think that there is no way out of it, but like you obviously can reframe your mind, which of course psychologists call um cognitive, re- cognitive reframing.
0: Yeah. We can do that, we have that ability to do cognitive Yeah,
1: reframing. we do, we do we have agency in most things that we that we think we don't but we do have agency including in how we in how we react with other people which is another big part of my my core work which is conflict resolution and authentic connections so yeah
0: what is a one or two strong barriers to authentic connection maybe someone out there feels like most of their scenarios they live like a false existence how can they get more towards them showcasing themselves and the other person they're connecting with showcasing themselves?
1: Okay, that's a great question. I think we have developed too many barriers in this world that we live in today where we are more focused on accumulating followers and getting reactions and getting tran- being transactional than actually creating deep, meaningful connections. And the first part of changing that is to become really intentional. You know, like, what is this person like what does a person mean to me right now and how can I deepen this in something that's meaningful, right? Otherwise you're stuck with a, a number on your profile or even like in your life because we just do not go deep enough in our questions. And I think questions actually form the basis of a great conversation. Like we get so stuck with like, what do you do, where do you live and that's it, right? Like period. But like there's so much more you can ask a person and it starts with intentionality and taking a genuine interest in the other person, like, that's so, so huge. And just listening, because we so rush with our time that we forget the fundamentals. Like, why are you even talking to the person right now? Like, what's in it for you? What's not it for them? Right? Has to be some, like, has to lead somewhere meaningful for both of you. So, and not being conscious of how you're being perceived. Because, again, like, this stands true for, like, since the beginning of time, I guess. But great connection is built through sharing parts of yourself and being vulnerable if you have to, which we are so afraid of. Like we we avoid vulnerability like the plague, right? Like I don't want to go there right now. It's like dangerous territory. But when you start sharing parts of your story, the other person will open up towards that as well. And it becomes like this two-way connection where it becomes better than where you started. And it just goes deeper from there. That's true. But I will say that like a caveat to that is like you have to, only with those who trust, not like random people. You can't just, you know, vomit your life straight like people who you have hardly met because that doesn't work sometimes either. You will get judged, you might get like, there might be some backlash. I mean, it might get, and you might, it might backfire, but you have to just understand like what this person matter means to you and like how deep you want to go with them. And if you do want to go deep with them, then you do these things. Yeah. And ask right questions.
0: Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. You're trying to figure out something. I should throw in some vulnerabilities here. I was not fond of one of the, great, uh, you know, higher level institutions that I went to for a year. Not a good <laughs> so part of my existence. Uh, let's throw in a couple more. Um,
1: you know what I mean, stop. Yes. Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> I just, I just want like, to, I, I know, but right? I can't,
0: you know, it's good to do. Who's going to do that out of nowhere? Um, let's see, I'll throw in a second one here. I'm not fond of a lot of, you know, I don't mesh with the majority of individuals, which is all right, and that's okay. And then let's throw in one. Can I ask,
1: I ask, you got me curious now when you said that. So you <laughs> actually invited trouble by saying that. Why I is invited that? trouble. Why, why do you not, not get along with majority of people?
0: I have an idea. This would be the idea. I'm showcasing my actual self. I get along really good with, let's say a four-year-old because there's no blockages there. So me That's and four-year-olds no there, are like this, which I don't know if most can get along well with a four-year-old and four-year-olds think it's odd too. Okay. So- there you go. Okay. This is, this is love, saying something I think I there's to. a, yeah. there you go. okay. We see, and that's why this, if so all things link and with the, let's say more common public, the being, I believe they got to a point where had to encapsulate into this little area to be okay. Day to day. And so if I show up and I'm this ball of existence, wait a minute, too much risk factor. So then it'll be, I'll be impinged upon you just for being, same with the four-year-old. They'll be like, oh, okay, he's doing too much. But actually you were that before something uh, caused you to, that, that was you before the things that you are now regretful that happened, occurred. Shouldn't we support that? Like the thing I gave with you earlier, wouldn't they be like, Sukun, you're the, you're the goal we're trying to get to more of you we are not fully joyful so mm. how can we be more like you would be a great question but that never comes up it comes up like so see this exact uh, salary specifications for this thing that we do when you do this and you do this and you do this if you just do this for three years you'll be good but then after that if you do this thing for three years you'll be good by the time you're done with these 10 three years things everybody's 74 and they're like oh i missed out on the things that wait a minute like you, you just said it was three years but then at the end of the three years yeah you should just it's like yeah. a it become linear forever the of
1: judgment right like just being judged and that's what really isolates people if you can't be yeah. yourself as you are you know through your quirks through your flaws and you have this judgment holding your back then it does i, I guess we're coming i get where you're coming from yeah
0: and if you bring out showcase things that the person one day decided I can't. I just I I limited myself from that. Uh, the most default way of the individual responding to that is to okay, that's no good. Versus actually, I could have done more, because one takes mm-hmm. responsibility. The other one's easy to just that thing over there, make it external, and uh, your world remains yeah. the same. It's like a sef- safety mechanism there.
1: Yeah, I, I see that.
0: I think that was three vulnerabilities, which is good. Yeah, vulnerabilities <laughs> are great. I like that the more you can showcase, then you get into that category. Cause once, let's say you do that regularly now that people know that as your world, now you're not the individual that like one vulnerability would just completely shake up your day. You'd thrown out like 50 and you do it on a regular basis. And people know you for that. I like that space.
1: Yeah. The biggest antidote antidote to judgment is
0: what? The biggest antidote to judgment is uh, curiosity. Oh. Oh. The moment, I think we don't, we really
1: undermine this, the power of curiosity, the moment you like rather than judge and label someone, just understand and seek to understand why, what, what could be the reason behind this and use empathy, everything changes. But we don't do enough of that. We rather disassociate and judge and label than just be curious about like, hey, why would this person act like this? Like, what's their story? What's their mental model of life? What's their, sto- what's their upbringing? Right. And it's so powerful. Like, I think a lot of this is really handy in even like navigating through difficult situations and conflict, but we just back off and give up too soon. And that obviously deprives us of connection that we actually can really, um, form in those moments.
0: I've got one related here. That's a great point. Curiosity. Cause then if they checked, if, if some individuals somehow we just go back in time, hand it back to the time, they show up and they run into you. 10 years ago or when it was limiting belief time and they are asking questions, where is your mind at? And what would you like to see more of? What kinds of things might you have told them if they were actually curious, unbelievable that they weren't, but what would you tell them?
1: About what? What, what are they asking like, me?
0: Um, the individuals that might have descriptions of what you should do or the way um, you're not meshing with the certain criteria. If they were instead of that curious of what you envisioned or what inspired you, what would you showcase at that time?
1: That's such a great question. Wow. This really has to be like one of those ones that you got to go back and think about like what you would rather say, because I got to admit right now, I would not have half the awareness I do right now about this stuff. I would not know about curiosity, judgment, empathy, and all this stuff, all these things. What I would say about uh, myself at that time is. I know there's more to the story. Like, how can I get there? Like, how can I snap out of this right now? And why am I feeling stuck right now? Like, what's going on here? So I would ask them, like, how, how have they done it if they have in their lives? If that makes sense. Yes. Not Thanks. sure if that's what you're looking for, but it just came to mind randomly. Yeah, it's a pretty thought-provoking question for sure.
0: Right. It's like a, sen- a sense that something's not there that suits you. Not Maybe not what they're describing, but yeah. something's not... Fully formed. Yeah, it's all making
1: sense at the time. Yeah.
0: How can I get towards that? I probably have elements like that too. There are times when I was thinking things, I'm like, this is not exactly it, but I couldn't, I didn't know. I just didn't know until I met people and, like, oh, words. Okay. That's a concept. I want to feel like this. This is what I want to make. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Figures. Tell me about in the current time, are there any figures that you look to and model after or what they say really speaks to you is there any qualities of individuals right now that you resonate oh with? yeah oh heaps heaps
1: um simon sinek is one of them i love how he puts ideas out there as raw as he gets like i love how so basically i'm very drawn to unconventional thinkers because i'm one of them as well like challenging mainstream narratives challenging mainstream beliefs and making people actually see another way of thinking and being and that's what he does for me all the time so very inspired by his work another one would be Brene Brown like of course the art of connection vulnerability very inspired by her as well and you know being daring and bold enough to show up as your raw self in your priority that you are without the fears of judgment which are inevitable but like you got to just move past that and show up anyway in the arena Um, Peter Diamandis who is like doing so much work in Technology, health, changing the world in his own way. Um, yeah, and I love um, Jason Silva's storytelling skills. He's a great storyteller, if you know who he is. Yeah,
0: I don't know him specifically, but I know storytelling and its hefty importance yeah. presented by many of people. How key is it as a person that you make a story that you then showcase to individuals repeatedly? What does that have to entail? Because I know it's a huge deal. If you can showcase a solid story of your existence, then bam, people can like, oh, okay, that I get that. And then they associate it with you.
1: So this is interesting territory for me because, you know, my story, how I grew up and my challenges and my wins or whatever you want to call it, like involves other people, right? In my own dynamic in my own ecosystem, my family, my social support system or whatever. And I don't have their permission to share that story yet. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I know it's a very powerful part of who you are and I haven't reached that stage yet because I haven't had their permission. Not that I've asked them. I haven't asked them either. But I want to honor them. But, you know, A, this is a life. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I'm very much part of the whole dynamic, so to say. And I want to be respectful. So, like, I... Admittedly, haven't really owned all of my story yet just because I don't have their permission and they're part of my story. It's very instrumental in who I am today. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. But people who've done it, like obviously it's it's inspired people and millions all over the world, whoever has done it, you know, because it's the greatest way we connect through our stories.
0: Right. I like that you mentioned that. I was thinking about that a few days ago that, yeah, the full story can't be showcased. Similarly, yet. on my end. I say yet right. in capital. Right. Yeah. right. Without some of the, that's funny. I, I'm pretty sure I said that last week to somebody. So <laughs> it, it's funny when these little things you come up and you think it's just on your own end, but actually there's others that are also That's what
1: stories do. You, you share one and then you realize other people have the same thing. And that's how you're like, whoa, I'm alone in this. The other people are actually feeling the same thing as well. So that's I the magic that. of just sharing. Forget stories, just sharing anything. That's what it does. Yeah
0: makes you feel more full. It's a nice feature. <laughs> it does, right? You're like, wait a minute, okay, cool. Cool, this is fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, the other people, you wanna give them a semblance of what they were too. So to do it so so early, it might almost seem like you're grabbing everything uh, of your own versus if it's the right timing or you have uh, included them in some way that is suitable. Now it's not like you were just grabbing it all for your own True. showcasing. Yeah,
1: true.
0: It has to be taken into account. The thing you are mentioning of with people, I just talked with Brian. Brian wrote Selfless. It's about how we. Oh
1: wow! Connect. I want to check that book out.
0: Just came out. I think it just came out yesterday. But it relates to what we're saying about how his idea is that so much of what we do is socially, like we can't really grow ourselves like an island. All our growth comes Conditioned with you people. mean Socially conditioned. Yeah. Well, yeah. Our conditioning, our growth. All our uh, experiences and our abilities, they really blossom with people versus the idea that, you know, if I just go and think things through for five hours on my own, I can do some things, maybe reorganizing, but I can only branch further with other individuals because we as humans link. Thoughts on that. Mm.
1: So linking, just to be the last line again?
0: Yes, like thoughts on the idea that most of our growth can only come through our collaborations and uh, what we see from others, what we read from them, a human plus human.
1: I mean, yeah, the biggest example in this context is imagine someone living in a cave for like 20 years of their lives. What are they gonna learn? They're in a cave. You know, you have to have social contact. Even if they learn about themselves and their thoughts, if they don't kill themselves by then by going crazy with their own internal thoughts, like if they come out alive out there, they only have so much perspective. Like we all, all learn from social contact and our relationships. Through experiences, through our learnings, and through through knowledge, I guess, which is always like you know circulated in economies all the time. So I think that's very very key for our own growth to have social contact in some way or the other, in whatever uh, way it may be.
0: I like this example very much because it's very easy to visualize. And if I was in a cave for twenty years, I'm not going that far. That's a great point. I like that you made it very substantial because yeah, at some point I'll just recluse. And does that relate? Remember, with-
1: do you remember Cast Away, Tom Hanks?
0: I barely watch movies, but I know the concept. Uh, I know the concept. Tell so us about Cast Away.
1: just for context's sake, I can't believe I watched the movie like such a, the greatest movie of all time. I Love Cast Away. I watched like ten times when I was like growing up, if not more. But like he basically, he was so craving, like he was so alone, alone, and just craving, craving connection. That he actually made his football, oh, football or basketball, whatever, a ball. He made his his his, his this ball an object, his friend, they called him Wilson. And when Wilson was lost in the waves of the sea, a very choppy sea one day, he was destroyed. He was destroyed internally. So that's how he actually formed a connection with some object, you know, he needed that. So watch the movie, but like, yeah, it's very, very, that was a very, because we, I was like, we melted. I was like, man, it's such an emotional scene. It's so emotional. It's just a ball, but like you felt the connection, the connection of the ball, yeah.
0: That's a great extension of that. Like we value that so much that if it's not the case, we will do it with an inanimate object because we're so reaching for that. Like there's a bus, there's a thus. Yeah. That we're connection that we all crave. Yeah. That's a nice way to look at it.
1: I mean, as kids, we have toys, right? We make our Barbies, our best friends and kids make, um, boys make GI Joes or whatever it may be right now. in world, Whatever the new equivalent of that is. Yeah. we become, they become our friends. They're imaginary, but they're friends to us. So yeah. Give it a
0: name. It's going here. I go there. What are you doing? Okay. It goes, there. right. Now it's like, that's a preface to the later context of connecting with social individuals. Yeah. After, I want to turn to this one because I didn't include it. Conflict resolution. How is that linked in here? That's not one of my categories that I examine. What What about that speaks to you? What would you profess to others or want to build in others in relation to conflict resolution?
1: So a lot of this begins with self-awareness, which is the beginning of everything in terms of how we show up for other people. And why conflict even starts in the first place is basically a denial of personal feelings and responsibility and projecting blame onto the other person. You know, like, you did this, and you did that, and like, where is my needs? like. So there's a combination of factors here. A, we are terrified of expressing ourselves for what we need and, how, and what we feel because we don't know half the time of how we feel ourselves. And so we find these very mysterious ways of blaming the other person for something they may not be responsible for at all in the first place. So it's easy to say something like, you ignored me the other day. You ignored and, me and, the other day. That's what, okay, so that's what I'm saying to you, right? But then I felt hurt. Now, that's very hard to say because that's where you're getting invulnerability, which isn't easy to come. So I felt hurt because I felt left out. So you see how it shifts from you to I in in the same instance? Right? And also like owning your opinions. I've talked about this in one of my articles as well recently that we make such a silly mistake of actually communicating our opinions as facts. All men are jerks. All, you know, people are so-and-so. It happens all the time. And we think that's reality. Something we have a personal experience of becomes the ultimate truth, which is never the case. You can't do it like that. It doesn't work. And people will get triggered by that, you know, because the narrower your beliefs and the closer your mind, the more conflict you will invite in your life. It's just as simple as that.
0: Is that because you are distancing yourself from reality, which is more nuanced than some sort of exactly. binary? You know.
1: Or you're convincing yourself otherwise. And there's so much to reality because, like I said, every one of us has our own mental models that we operate with. And we've got to dive deeper to understand not just ours, but the other person's mental models of life as well. What are their what's their baggage? What's their backpack like? What's what are they got in their experiences, their, their belief systems, their thoughts, their feelings, their conditionings? There's so much in there. We got to unpack, you know, and that's where you have empathy, curiosity, um, instead of anger and resentment and judgment, because they're all just very sad expressions of our own unmet needs, you know, because we're so used to projecting our stuff onto others. It just happens so unconsciously as a defense mechanism.
0: Is that is that element or that category tiring to maintain this limited form daily in a world that's not as limited would you say it's more tiring on that side than for the individual that's more free flowing and open? When you say
1: free flowing what do you mean by that
0: Like the person that's more okay with showcasing their internal self the issues they've had looking to yeah. build from the day
1: So people who have a people who have trouble expressing themselves obviously struggle more with conflict if that's what you're getting at Um, People who are able to express themselves freely without the fears of judgment and be vulnerable, if that's what the situation calls for, will navigate through those conversations through, I think, relatively easier than most other people will. But it takes a huge amount of awareness on both, both sides. There's just no way around it. Awareness of your own self and of the other person and willing to see, like, find some common middle ground. If you're going to be like, you know, I'm over here, you budge. So basically, it's like saying you have to take 100% responsibility for your 50% of the equation. It's just that. Yeah.
0: Sometimes if you really want to work, you have to almost overreach into the other side to make up for a deficit there. But they have to want to as well in some form or else you're yeah. really...
1: Yeah, you can only do so much. You have to have a willingness, but like you got to at least do your bit in whatever capacity that you can by, you know... Using, like I said, awareness, empathy, curiosity, and expressing yourself constructively, not like in a way that's damaging or disrespectful. Because one thing we really have a misunderstanding about is that authentically communicating is the same as just spitting out a truth. Like, I feel this, this that's it. That's not authentic at all. That's just like a very disrespectful way that's only going to perpetuate more damage in a relationship. Being authentic in this context would mean being aware of your thoughts and channeling them with constructive or productive expression, which I just talked about like a few minutes ago. Like, you know, I feel so-and-so because of what happened. What can we do about this? Rather than blurring our truth out, blurring your your feelings out the most unhealthy manner that won't serve anyone and not you, because there will be some regret that will inevitably follow.
0: Is it fair to say that those types of showcasings that are very blunt, uh, very rapid, Almost never do well because it's like grabbing for the moment. It's almost self oriented. And the concept is not only 10 milliseconds. The concept is days, minutes, weeks, and such. But you're trying to just, well, this is the better. In all, how, does that work well?
1: It doesn't. I mean, if people have a short term memory, it works because people forget. <laughs> most often, they don't. I mean, in most cases, human memory is very short lived. I mean, we've seen that even with COVID, and I lost you again. I lost you, yeah. Hello.
0: Hello, okay. Go ahead, short term memory.
1: I was saying in most cases, human memory is short lived because we've seen that with COVID as well. We forgot about the whole thing, we moved on with our lives like nothing ever happened. But most people will hold on to resentments because the mind will remember, you know, fear, and like, you know, fear and dangerous things and things that threaten our our identity, we'll remember far longer. And that's why it is so hard for even grown-ass adults to get over to like get past resentments. We just—it's very hard for them because they remember it so clearly, you know. So one part of yourself is like, I should get over this, but like your ego or your sense of self that's being rejected or threatened doesn't allow you to. It holds on. It holds on the pain like you know it's been there forever, and there's no tomorrow.
0: The individuals that have such a strong ego, do you? try to work with it, or do you speak in a way such that, okay, whenever this is diminished, we can talk, but for now, this is a space that cannot be worked with. Is it worth trying when someone's in a pompous state or they're No, not, not at that
1: time, it's not gonna work. It's just backfire. I mean, you have to, everyone needs something called a timeout, whether it's yourself or the other person, and you can get out of the space, go for a walk, whatever, if that's what you're talking about. And the other person as well, like have, so environment is very, very important because that's gonna be very conducive to how the chat carries on. If you're gonna be, what's the word called? Like calming someone down in a high, when they're highly temperamental, then it's not gonna work, you know? You're gonna trigger them even more. And this is where self-regulation is so key about how we regulate ourselves, which we have never been taught to do, you know, in any sense.
0: Are we missing some components of what's informed to younger individuals? There are certain things that are described, you know, standard operating procedures, do this, 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 linear description. But for that child or even adult to have a a good day, I think those things are, are those missing. left out? Missing.
1: To a large extent, yes, because we never taught the component of emotional intelligence, what it means to actually get a grip over your emotions and have the awareness to accept, express, and communicate them effectively. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of progress now with schools being more conscious and cognizant of EQ and mindfulness. So it's it's definitely better, but there still is a large population of the world that still prioritizes IQ over EQ, which kind of like doesn't work because... No wonder you've seen Rona's like leaders in corporate suits, like acting like kids because they haven't done inner work. And that's when you say that most adults, unfortunately, are, you know, children stuck in adult bodies. (laughs) And that's just how it is, because when you don't do your own work, then you will be a mess and it'll show to the world.
0: It'll just be a mess ongoing for decades. It doesn't just think things don't just get done on their own.
1: I mean, yeah, that's why I'm just a huge advocate of EQ, you know, like just being emotionally smart, because that will direct so much of how your life will turn out, minus all the degrees and the certificates and all the trainings, like train yourself first, man, how you show up in life.
0: So you're saying these degrees and certificates are not the be all end all that that say a person (laughs) is complete. I'm
1: going to piss off a lot of like doctors. I'm joking. Unbelievable. no, that ha- of course that ha- they have their own place, but like, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, not discounting the value and importance of EQ in our lives as well, which sadly has been elected for a long, long time. In my ha- when I was growing up, there was no talk about like, you know, having tough conversations or managing your emotions and knowing what the emotions even are, why they're showing up at this time. Now, of course, there's a huge dialogue around this, but when I was young, no way. I mean, younger, I'm still young. Younger, no way.
0: Yeah. You think about that concept that the generational differences caused a certain group that had a more rough upbringing. So it was rough, so they became rough. So they passed on rough. And then for the younger, it's not as rough, but still the rough is being passed on like it's still today the same way. It's almost the remnant kind of yeah, like the 100%. App- appendix.
1: I mean, this is where parenting comes in, right? Like if parents don't do their own work, then like they will, intentionally or unintentionally carry on the same patterns from one gen to the next generation, and it carries on like a circle, like a cycle. Um, and a lot of these patterns are destructive, you know, so people have to be aware of how they are today and what they want to, you know, have the future gen show up as. And like you said, like, it's very normal for this this, this stuff to carry on if you don't become aware and put a stop to it at the time we are supposed to
0: have a stop to Now, similar to this program, you have your podcast. One thing I like to check, because I know from when you create material, it really impacts you or can. What are some elements of yourself that have grown or that you have figured out in the process of speaking to others on your program? Does anything come to mind that is different now versus when you started doing that?
1: I started the podcast out of just instantly, it just happened like randomly. I was sitting one day, I was like, why don't you just start this thing because I love conversations, I love meeting people, I'm still, still stuck at home, I'll just do that. But what I have learned through this process is the power of conversations and just getting new perspectives is so cool. Sitting on your laptop and just getting all these new perspectives from everyone because I love learning as a person and my interest and my curiosity has only amplified to a whole other level from the journey of podcasting. And I could never have imagined myself doing this like five years ago, cause I was terrified of speaking by the way. Yeah. Like terrified.
0: What causes that? It's funny to hear, right? Cause right now it's making smoothly and such. So the U I'm five years ago- I'm still not popular as
1: a speaker, but like, yeah, I've come a long way. But anyway, you were saying, yeah.
0: What would the, if you talked to you five years ago, could you figure out why the U five years ago was not wanting to do it? Even though obviously the ability was right right on the way.
1: I don't think I had the, I don't believe I had the ability, right? I was like, I, don't, I can't speak means I can't speak. I mean, growing up, I can't was my favorite freaking word. <laughs> that was it, my favorite phrase. I can't do this, I can't do that. And I never was that typical confident child in school into sports or speaking or debates. And never did any of that. I just shied away from that. I was like, maybe I have nothing in me in terms of my, like, what's the word? Potential to speak, so I never tried. And I was always scared of being judged for even trying. So yeah.
0: That's is a very key point you were just brought up, which I have thought about. I know a extended family member that a lot of times, I don't know, half their language might be in their language using the word is no, but in, in their language. And they use it in every sentence. Oh, that didn't work. No, that's not happening. Mm. It's like, it's built in. Same way you were saying, I can't, I can't. Was that handed to you?
1: No, no, no. My Thankfully my parents have been very, very supportive and very um, encouraging in every way. Both my mom and dad have been amazing, but I don't know. It's just funny if I go back and deconstruct where this silly narrative even came from. Like, yeah, I just think it's a lot of it first do with like, you know, the evidence you get from school, whether it's your exams, your academics, your teachers, it all just combined and amplified to a whole other damaging level. So that was my story in a nutshell, but yeah.
0: Fair. I think about these... It's so I think about it in so many details of the yes and the no, and even like for scrolling on the item, the way they programmed it so that because nodding up and down is like agreement. So I feel like that's why they made scrolling up and down. If you scroll sideways, it's more on the no side and thought side. <laughs> Same thing with the uh, Andrew was yeah. talking about looking side to side takes more mental processing. Mm. These things behind the scenes can have a substantial impact.
1: True.
0: Two last ones here. One, what is a uh, message you would want people to take away from your program or from having interacted with you if there's a broad message you're trying to showcase to all people
1: okay wow i think the first big one would be it is never too late to change and you have the absolute potential to make anything that you want happen and keep believing in yourself and the other one would be like you know if you want to have strong connections then dive deeper with people yeah and use empathy to channel your your um, judgments and anger towards people because I'm a huge believer in authentic connection like I said and yeah I think it's one of the biggest values of mine mm. because from that comes conflict resolution as well you know trying to create more peace in the world and more chaos that there is
0: and last we here. If you were writing a book of your existence, what might you title a current chapter or a recent happening chapter? Does anything come to mind?
1: That's but, uh, easy. I think I would just call it work in progress because <laughs> I'm just. That. <laughs> I don't know, but right now, my chapter is um, interesting. You asked me, let me think about that. What's my current chapter of my life?
0: We can't help but be interesting on this program. It's impossible.
1: Yeah, of course. I love the question, though. Leading, no, leading with no wait, leading with curiosity, yeah. If that makes sense, yes. Because I think that's also if I can explain that a bit. If you want some justification, what I just we want
0: justification out here.
1: (laughs) Why I said that is coming from my keenness to learn more, and that's coming evident through my podcast conversations, Um, the work I'm diving deeper into EQ. Right now, I'm currently working on a mini course on emotional mastery. And yeah, so these things have just, you know, led from one thing to the other. And I promise you, like I didn't have a plan to do a podcast. Like I just, it just ha- happened pure curiosity. I was like, let's go for this and let's see where this goes. It was just very random. But yeah.
0: You know, just to add that little tidbit, emotional mastery, what might, what, what problems that? And what can people potentially look to in that element?
1: Oh, just becoming the power of self-awareness. First of all, why we have all the issues we have in our lives because of lack of self-awareness, and how it's important to actually, you know, solve some of the issues in your life <clears throat> involving people at least. And then the elements of what it takes to like become aware of your emotions and how you're feeling, and acceptance and regulations, self-regulation, self-acceptance, um, self-inquiry, self-expression, and things like that. And yeah, what to do when you are dealing with difficult people in difficult situations, which is going to be a bit of co- a combination of those factors.
0: Hmm. Sounds wonderful on that one. Sukun, I would like you to thank you for having joined on this episode of the show, showcasing a bit about your material, joining in on emotions, connection, showcasing a bit about uh, what you have posted about, which by the way, wonderful postings across. Various locations, that's a great effort, and we applaud these. Oh, Actually, we should you. throw out some applause out here, because it, <laughs> when you showcase, you're creating, you're making a statement, you're showing boldness, uh, you're influencing layers of individuals across the way. So it's very valuable, and some recognize it. Glad to have had you, on.
1: I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me, Arvind. This was great. Thank you.
0: You know it. And we are out.